Evolution. Recorded live. Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Dulcinea. It is Thursday, May 29, 2008. The greatest gift we can offer ourselves is the truth of who we are, who we have always been, and who we always will be. Look within at the divine abundance of your inner light and begin to let it shine. The universal signs will lead the way to your inner and higher self. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. I am a metaphysician, clairvoyant, and clairaudient intuitive, a writer, public speaker, PR and marketer, personal advisor to visionaries, leader, and spiritual teacher. Please explore more on my website at www. EvolutionRevolutionRadio.com or at www.DulcineasDivineVision.com. Thank you for joining the show this evening, wherever you may be listening. Tonight on Evolution Revolution, I am honored to have an appearance from Albert Clayton Golden, sports figures, actors, royalty, Wall Street executives, and people from all walks of life seek the guidance of Albert Clayton Golden world-renowned astro-intuitive, author, transpersonal psychologist, and founding director of the Sedona Intensive. Golden has quickly emerged as a revolutionary leader of self-help and spirituality. Best known for his no-nonsense style and direct approach, Golden helps people crack open the self-beliefs that constrain them. In his new book, You're Not Who You Think You Are, A Blueprint for Retrieving Your Authentic Self, to be published by Simon & Schuster this year in 2008, Golden takes a fearless approach at helping people uncover their authentic selves. He leaves people with no choice but to detach from the mediocre lives they're living. His message is loud and clear. Wake up from your hypnotic state, snap out of your half-committed life, and choose to become fully and passionately alive. Also the author of two other books, Clearing for the Millennium and Signs and Wonders, Understanding the Language of God, Golden founded the Sedona Intensive. With over 20,000 clients worldwide, this signature program creates powerful transformation in people's lives, allowing them to break through chronic patterns that no longer serve them or just are not working in their lives. Golden speaks worldwide on themes such as Mr. Right is usually Mr. Wrong, Falling in Love with Make Believe, Take Your Power Back, the power of a great idea, and several other intriguing topics. A native of Florida, Golden was raised in Birmingham, Alabama, where he received a BA in, from Birmingham and attended graduate school at the University of Alabama. Upon graduation, he worked for the American Red Cross, who chose him as a field representative to travel to Florida to prepare medical supplies and other goods in exchange for American prisoners in the Bay of Pigs. Before founding the Sedona Intensive 25 years ago, Golden worked in diverse fields such as advertising, academia, public relations, philanthropy, and sales and marketing. A member of the National Association of Transpersonal Psychology and the American Federation of Astrologers, Albert Clayton Golden coined the term astroanalysis, a combination of Jungian psychology and astrology to describe how he helps free clients from compulsions, addictions, and unresolved issues, which keeps them from living lives of peace and joy. He has studied with renowned astrologists and awareness pre-revolutionaries in the 70s. He attended the Corrado Academy of Perception in 1978, which led to his meeting actor John Travolta using those tools of manifestation he learned at the Academy. In 1986, Albert worked with international best-selling author of The Celestine Prophecy, James Redfield, in the innovated, innovative and one-of-a-kind personal empowerment program, the Sedona Intensive. He was hired as a professional consultant to use his gifts as an astrointuitive to help cast Redfield's awakening and revolutionary movie, The Celestine Prophecy. He travels the world to teach and speak, and this coming up December of 2008, he will be returning with a tour group of clients and friends to the land of the Nile, pharaohs, the Great Pyramid, the Sphinx, and other ancient digs and monuments in Upper and Lower Egypt. For further information on Albert and his upcoming Egypt journey, please explore him on the web at www.sedonaintensive.com.
Tonight, Albert Clayton Bolden and myself will be exploring two of his books, Signs and Wonders, Understanding the Language of God, which was published in 2003, and his more recent release, which will be reissued this December, You're Not Who You Think You Are, A Blueprint for Retrieving Your Authentic Self. Albert Clayton Golden, please share with the audience and myself the evolution of the Sedona Intensive that began in the early 1980s that led to the renowned multifaceted career that you have today, including the two above-mentioned books that we will explore during the next hour. Well, it's so good to be with you tonight, Dulcinea, because I feel that in a way your your words, evolution, revolution, really kind of tweak something within me because that's exactly how the Sedona Intensive was founded. I was here less than six months driving through the switchbacks from the village of Oak Creek into town, and that voice, you know, I call it the still small voice of intuition, the spokesperson of God, said to me, you should bring people here. And the running dialogue, much like I write books, I hear it in my head first, the way people write music. And so, you know, two weeks later, uh, I went back to my hometown. I was asked to speak on soulmates. You know, I'm like Carolyn Mace. I call them wound mates today. But, um, and in that audience of all people was James Redfield. And so James Redfield was really one of the first who came to Sedona. And, of course, his wife, uh, Sally Merrill Redfield, has been through this program a couple of times. But that's really the genesis of it, you know. What I try to do when I speak and teach and, and guide people across the river sticks, as I call it, uh, here in the Sedona Intensive, uh, I try to get people to listen to their voice because, you know, I'm a naysayer about the currency of who people are listening to. Uh, and so I tell people, you know, to turn off the TV. There are a lot of people doing that. And, you know, quit reading so much newspaper and magazines and, and stop running in the mad herd of the currency of what people think you have to have and go inside and listen to yourself. That is such an important message. With all the rat race today and the vibration increasing across the globe, it's just so hard to find that place of peace within to even begin to hear what is coming from that divine source within. What you know, a beautiful with, evolution. Well, you know, the the wild thing is I just have to say that, you know, it's not hocus pocus, although I do believe that maybe you and I and people like us are kind of magicians and we're magicians and that we're trying to bring the world that the, only the inner eye, you know, can see. But uh, I really interviewed a couple hundred people to find the eight to ten people that I use as support team for the Sedona Intensive. But I want to just say this. You know, I'm a very challenging guy. You know, I'm a Pisces, and Pisces can be uh, kind of airy-fairy and uh, very dramatic and live in, live in this whole make-believe world. But, you know, the truth of the matter is I have Leo ascending, so I can be somewhat of the actor. And if I don't make things interesting, you know, they might snooze through the meetings with me or walk out the door. And I also have... Uh, the moon in the tenth, which is the career house in Taurus, and so it it really lets me understand the earth in which we live, but also the Pisces gives me the transcendency and the vision to be able to let everybody know that uh, they too can find that paradise within themselves. Yes, and I think it's a beautiful element that you bring in your strong background with astrology. Was that one of your initial spiritual searches within yourself that, that, ha that you've built upon that has led to the Sedona Intensive? Yeah, let me kind of back up and, and you know, like in the beginning, like they'd say in Aesop's fairy tales, once upon a time, uh, when I was two, I began to see dead people and, and hear voices and uh, raised in a traditional Christian family, you know, and I'm 70 years old, so it was arch conservatives, and you know, the South went through civil rights and whatever. Well, I never had a problem. I thought I was black instead of white. I'm more of a Jew than I am a Gentile. All of this stuff was just uh, past impressions, you know, imprinting from other lives. 
But I didn't have anybody to talk to. And when I was five, now this is going to make me sound a little crazy, but when I was five, I went to my mother, who was a beauty. My father was very masculine and professional baseball player. And I said to him, I said, Mommy, why do you seem more like the daddy? And dad seems more like the mommy. Well, when I got to Birmingham Southern College and studied Carl Jung, he was, I was picking up on the shadow. I mean, five years old, I'm seeing the masculine within my mother and the feminine within my father. And then, you're, I'm going to get right around to your answering your question, and then after graduate school, I went to New York and uh, decided, well, I better get out of the South before it does me in. And I went to work. Uh, somebody said, you got to go to work. Well, I didn't know anybody. And so I went over to the garment district because they said that was where you, anybody could get a job. And I did a funny little thing where after going to two different companies, Bobby Brooks and Jonathan Logan, one said that I would have to send me to Cincinnati. Well, I didn't move to New York to go to Cincinnati. And the other guy said, you don't look Jewish enough. So then he said, go to Villager. They'll love you there. But I went in and I started putting skirts and blouses together, acting like I was a buyer. And then they called me and, well, I, I worked my way into a job there. <clears throat> and while on that job, I met a woman from my hometown. See, God is funny. We'll talk about that with Signs and Wonders. Uh, but that woman was from my hometown. I'd never heard her name, didn't know anything about astrology. And so she took me to lunch, and over a five-hour lunch, we practically got kicked out of that restaurant. She told me every single thing that was going to happen in my life, and she told me that I was born to be an analyst, and that's the word we coined together. She said, you'll take Jungian psychology and mix it with astrological principles, and she said, you know, Carl Jung, by the way, wouldn't see a patient unless he did a chart. Most people don't know that. And she became my teacher. And in five weeks, I could do this. She really was the one who rescued me from a deep, dark pit. I mean, it's one thing to see dead people. And there's another thing to tell your parents that they think that you think that they're the opposite of what they are. Yes. Okay. Yes. So um, I really feel like that she started the ball rolling, and then uh, I need to, I don't know whether you want me to do this now, but I went through a 20-year period of alcoholic drinking, and so that probably slowed a lot of things down, although I will tell you, for most of that time I was a functional drunk, and I think a lot of people are alcoholic that you never know because they function and one day the props are kicked out from under you, and that's what happened to me. But it was only when I got sober, because I've been sober going on 30 years, um, that this program, riding down through the switchbacks in Sedona in 1982, this program came together. That is so phenomenal that your life experiences and your 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 challenges led you to a place that gave you the epiphany of how to lead others to their authentic self on your journey. It's as if you were learning a lesson yeah, and the universe brought you the opportunity to hand that to others. That's very true. But let me tell you something so that your listeners can get this real straight. I am challenging, James Redfield says in the forward of my new book, Albert is confrontational. He is uh, hilarious and can be a bit sarcastic. Now, I don't mind him saying any of that because, um, you know, I I don't think many of us, until we get on the path, I mean, look at you, Evolution Revolution, and here I am with the Sedona Intensive. I just did a TV show today. I'm doing you tonight. Whatever tomorrow is a client. Well, you know, People come to me because, let me, let me tell you what they all say, or a lot of them do. You write about your struggles. I don't feel like you're up in the ivory tower saying, look at those poor unwashed beneath me, that I'm this big piece of stuff they've come to learn from. I Listen, uh, I, I like the story that they tell about uh, the drunk that's in the hole, and um a rabbi comes by and he says, I'll get help. And a priest comes by and he says, I'll pray for you. And a recovering alcoholic comes by and jumps in the hole. 
And the guy says, why in the heck did you do that? He said, because I know how to get us out. See, and that's what I think is interesting about me. I mean, I've been everywhere, done everything, and when I get up to speak, I say, well, when I was drinking, if I still owe anybody any money, raise your hand, and if we've got anything left, we'll pay it, and everybody roars. But guess what? When they come to work for me and with me, I am one of them. I identify with their crisis, and for some reason it works. It's really a, a, a very humble element to reveal your human side, and in doing that, people can relate, and then they're receptive. So you're very effective at what you do, and I can see that that would really draw a large audience internationally. There's no doubt about it. And I, to, to validate that, I had a, a reader say to me one time, she said, if you really want to expand in who you are, the number one thing that you need to work on is really revealing your human side, being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, that sounds great, but give me a little time. <laughs> well, but you know, the weird thing is that I just did, uh, a videographer came here a week ago today to film me for Simon & Schuster's publicity. And one of the questions, they off camera, they ask you and you answer them. And they asked me my favorite Bible story, and it was the prodigal son, because that's my story is that I feel that in the Bible, I feel like that the father is kind of like God, and the prodigal son is the errant ones that we all are. And I feel that in a way, that was my story, that my redemption was found in the rack and ruin of my alcoholism because, you know, there's something about addictions and compulsions that has a very uh, deadly dark side, which the innocent word that everybody uses is the ego. And you know there are a lot of people that think they're a big piece of stuff and they've been to academia uh, through the ears. And they say, oh, no, we all have to have a healthy ego. And I said, listen, if you show me too many healthy egos, I will erase my tablet and let you write on it. But I said most of us are distorted, and it's through an egocentric behavior separated from God. And I said, I think that you really have to have crisis. I will absolutely guarantee you, no one listening to us tonight ever decided, oh, I think I'll go do good works because I'm so sick and tired of drinking this drink and eating this food and having these affairs and uh, working my way to the top of the money heap. No, most people are stopped dead in their tracks by something that challenges them. Sometimes it's the death. Other times it's losing a job through divorce or whatever. And it's in that moment of absolute um, terror and uh, hopelessness that oftentimes the still small voice is heard for the first time. You know, and um, you're not who you think you are. There's a story about how I found the God within me. So I... I put that out there for other people who might have an experience with that. And, um, I mean, I was in a deep meditation, and I heard, like I'm speaking, but it was, it was like the silent and invisible worlds, but we held a dialogue. And I still, to this day, uh, get my answers that way. And uh, I call it the, uh, the God within me. He happens to call himself Paul, but I tell readers and I tell people that come to work with me that, Everybody has a Paul, a God within themselves, and God has a spokesperson called the voice of intuition. By the way, to let the listener know this, um, transpersonal psychologists are merely those of us who have developed more of the union and, and other uh, practitioners who base it so much on intuition because you know, the the fallacy is that it's a woman's intuition. Well, if Carl Jung and I and others are right, then there's the feminine within the man and the masculine within the woman. So intuition is born within each of us, just like our birth charts are. Yes, and speaking of birth charts, you know, I have to ask, what is the relevance of birth charts for people who aren't too familiar with the 
the astrology and let alone the integration of astrology and intuition, what would the value of having a chart read be for an individual? All right. Let me just back up and do my backstory. A few years ago, and I must say, it was an interview that I saw on, I think, 2020 with Madonna, the singer, uh, by a rabbi, and it was about Kabbalah. And, I mean, it really set me on my ear. And a few weeks later, I happened to have been over in a work trip and went to get a manicure. You know, I bite my fingers, and, you know, that doesn't look very attractive working with people. Went to this place, and for some reason, there's a still small voice. I said out loud, does anybody in here know where the Kabbalah Center is? And the woman right in front of me getting a pedicure said, yeah, it's right across the street. I'm one of the directors. I waited for her, and I went over there and started studying the Kabbalah with the rabbi. And guess what the Kabbalah says? That your identity is in your birth chart. And guess what? I knew that without ever knowing that. And so now back to your question. The value of astrology in the hands of someone who has developed a high intuition, who can look at a chart and like a decorator looking at an empty room. I had a friend once who was a masterful designer decorator. He used to say, Albert, I can look at a 10,000-square-foot house, just go through the rooms, and in 10 minutes it falls into place. Well, that's what happens within 10 minutes when I look at a birth chart. And the reason it's a value is because none of us knows who we are. And when I say knows who we are, it not only gives us our path, but it also gives us our karma, things. You know, I call the earth plane, you know, I talk about here is the earth, and there is where we go back to and where we come from. Well, we're here in reform school, which is here. And so I tell people the chart will show you what your karma is, what your life lessons, what are your gifts, what are your assets, and also what are you to do with your assets and liabilities. And so uh, all I can tell you is I've been doing uh, the the Sedona Intensive is 26 years old, but I've been an astrointuitive for 46 years. And so I can tell you that if you – if you weren't on something of accuracy, you wouldn't have a career, and I have a very busy one. So to wrap it up in a sentence, who we are, the authenticity of ourselves is to be found in the birth chart. If you can find someone who intuitively can take you through it and expose you to yourself. That's a beautiful thing. So now I have a question that pertains to me and maybe some others. Um, I was adopted, so I'm not quite certain if my birth date and my birth time is right. Is there a way to indicate that in a chart? Well, or is it's that... called rectification, and uh, yes, we can do it. And so it's too difficult to go into on the air. Sure. But, uh, what I will say is that that is a very big clue in where the sun would be, where it would fall in your chart. So, um, yeah, you can work with that. Uh, you know, most people who are adopted, uh, some some organization, some orphanage, has the exact month, date, year, and place. So when you do that, you can do rectification. Wonderful. So when you said that you remembered without knowing that the Kabbalah Center was across the street from where you were getting a manicure, in the book, You're Not Who You Think You Are, you were mentioned that everything is remembering, that we always knew. Yeah, and we don't, we don't learn anything we remember, and I will stake my, my reputation on that. And the reason that I say that, now we'll go to the work that I do and what you and I are doing now, the way people come together. Well, this is more signs and wonders, but, you know, in that book, I had a, a glossary of terms like gut reaction, uh, like uh, serendipity, like... Uh, a sign, an omen, like synchronicity, coincidence. Uh, and it had 24, uh, it has 24 terms to, uh, I call them God's flashcards, or how God interconnects and interrelates each of us. And how many of us uh, have never had an immediate attraction to somebody or repelled by that person? 
An immediate attraction is either someone you've known from another life, maybe marriage or a family member or a good friend, and when somebody repels you, that's dark side meeting darker side. In other words, uh, you know, unfinished business, you know, that happens to all of us. I mean, I hired somebody once that I felt, boy, he really taught me a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. There's value in that, but hopefully it's not too deep of a lesson. <laughs> yeah, well, we hope. You know, let me tell you something. The Kabbalah, and by the way, I always say this. They don't like it, but I say it. You know, I don't do the red string, and I don't drink the water, and uh, I don't I don't really go to their seders, and I don't go to their Passovers anymore, but I really love scanning the Zohar and reading the way some powerful, powerful books uh, that they've written and they've given us information. And um, I really find it to be so uh, powerful in our lives. And, you know, what they say, I mean, these are some things that I'm going to tell you that I learned from Kabbalah because they're brilliant. You know, don't believe a word I say unless it rings true for you. Now, how many people would ever say that except some ism some ideology, some document, some knowledge that wants to turn the power back over to you because they say if you're not ready, walk out. I love it. I've said that to clients a million times. And they also tell you to uh, receive, to share, that if you receive for the self alone, uh, it doesn't count. You know, they're big in telling you because a lot of people in, in, in a lot of places They'll give $10 million, but they want their name chiseled 10 feet tall in the building. Kabbalah says that doesn't count. Well, in 12-step work, we say you must do things and not be found out. If you want to help somebody, uh, buy them a dinner, help them in whatever way, but don't go around crowing about it. Yes, Kabbalah is very powerful, very powerful. Yes, and I think I just to validate that in my own experience, I tell all my own clients that you are your own best master, teacher, and healer. And so let that resonate with you. And anything I say is just a simple reminder to what you already know. That's and so, exactly what I say, too. Yes, yes. So we're we're definitely on that same wavelength of truth and higher path and authenticity. Beautiful thing. So what is reincarnation that you present in the book? What would that be, and what's the importance of that in the on the path to authenticity? Well, you know, uh, I, I must say that uh, I remember a lot of things, but sometimes I have to read a book to remember, you know, because we're in a very busy culture. So for a long, 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 long time, and I must say I started with Minnie Mansions, Gina Sermonara, who at her end of her life, I became a good friend by writing her a fan letter. I mean, right, this is in the book, a story I tell. And I, she called me, and I said, why would you call me? She said, have you ever gotten one of your letters? She said, you're incredible. You're going to write books one day, and of course I do. But uh, no, the only thing that I know that we borrowed from the East that totally should be tattooed on all of our foreheads is you must be born again and not like they say, in the Christian Bible, you must be born again means that you must go out and come in, go out and come in, go out and come in until you refine the soul to its redemption of ninth power, meaning God-like. And I feel like that Joseph Campbell, who was so brilliant, you know, he was, I call him the father of mythology. He wrote that series or did the t- series with Bill Moyer, The Power of Myth. Um, but he says uh, that his mythological story, which rings true for me, there's one of my definitions, that he said that um, one day Lucifer went to God and said, I want to take over. And he said, you know, no way. You know, you're not God. You are one of God's children or angels or whatever. And he says, well, I'm leaving. And and, you know, I believe God's a clown, so I'll use my humor. God said, don't let the door hit you in the tush on the way out. And so as they left, God created the planet Earth for the fallen angels to come and to be redeemed. And you're redeemed 
by remembering and reconnecting to that part of God that is born within each of us. That is very well put. We're speaking with Albert Clayton Golden, author and founder of Sedona Intensive. You can find him on the web at www.sedonaintensive.com. You can also reach him at 1-800-647-0732. The website has many offerings, astrology chart readings, executive coaching. He has a blog. He also goes into great depth about the five-day Sedona Intensive program. There's also some great products, some books and meditation CDs. And I'd like to mention that because there will be a new publication of the book, You're Not Who You Think You Are, coming out this December 2008. At this time, he's offering a free copy of the autographed book. Just you pay shipping and handling, and you can find that again at www.sedonaintensive.com. So how does mental health impact the spiritual journey? Um, I feel like that in a way, now I'm going to, simplify this because you know my group says keep it simple I feel like that mental illness really is a distress signal of the authentic self being overridden and subjected to the delusions and lies and distortions of the egocentric self so I feel like that mental health is a great component of what we do because what we have to do is we have to kind of get one to bottom out by, you know, they do a life story, life inventory, uh, life history, where when they tell it to me, then I saw it through it, separating the priceless from the worthless to see who did what to whom. And you always kind of stumble across mental illness. I mean, you know, I'm being a bit dramatic with that, but I do think everybody's sick somewhere. And I do think mental illness is a separation from God and a denial of who one truly is. So when they come here, we deal with that without calling too much attention to it. Now, we have a, a real um, fabulous psychologist on our support team, and he can use words like sociopath, psychopath, dissociative behavior, and whatever. But I just use very plain language and what I'm trying to do is resuscitate the authentic self buried beneath the rubble of all of the ego machinations that have shut down and shut out the authentic child that that we started out as and we grew up to be uh, you know what the ego I call it a Frankenstein monster made out of the bits and pieces of the rack and ruin of the ego. But I feel like that there's a great mental health component to the work that I do, and I think that it's really important that I address what has someone in its vice, and I know how to kind of lull the ego and get it to kind of let hold, let go, loosen its hold on the person, and then they wiggle out, and then we can work brilliantly on retrieving the authentic self. Yes, and you do that again by revealing your human side when you speak and in the book, you're not who you think you are, a blueprint for retrieving your authentic self. That's just really what I think opens people's willingness to release that ego to allow the spiritual experience to enter. Yeah, it's very, very true. You know, one of the things, though, that I want to say that I think everybody needs to hear this you're ready when you're ready. You know, we like to say in 12-step, you hear when you hear and you see when you see. And if somebody is five minutes, five months, or five years from being ready, you cannot hit them in the head with a dumbbell or slap them into coming alive and alert and awakened to their real selves. It takes what it takes. It takes what it takes to get to the point of clarity, and it takes what it takes to stay clear. Very good point. So how do you pull the unconscious to the conscious in a person who's ready and willing? Well, here's what happens. I feel like uh, meditation, 
uh, is very, very important. Um, and meditation, I think, is where you go into collaboration with the still small voice. And I think that's when you hear like the Indian putting his ear to the ground. Uh, you know, the Indian believes energy comes up through your feet. But most of us talk about it coming through the crown chakra. But they say through the feet, which is interesting, because I do live in Hopi territory here in Sedona. But I feel like that what happens is that we do this whole thing where we get in the sandbox a bit. We have some um, tarot cards that we love, the Osho tarot cards, and they draw one in the beginning of their session with me and at the end. And then there's some meditation. We, we have a brilliant woman, Sarah McLean, whom you really need to interview. She's brilliant. Uh, teaches people how to meditate. So they have to get quiet. You know, we have yoga in our program. We have network chiropractic. We have somebody who is a regressionist. Uh, so you have to really somehow get people to kind of be the kid again. And so tarot cards are kind of magical. And, you know, I, I want to say things that are kind of funny, like I'll use my Judge Judy line on the client, I'm smarter than you on my dumbest day, which is what she says on her show, which I think is funny. But I try to catch the ego off guard, and then I'll tell you exactly what you say. This came, and it's natural law. If you turn to your ego and you say, ego, or you're a devil who chases me, or an angel has come to help me, then it has in that moment has to die like the wicked witch of the West from the Wizard of Oz, and it has to emerge and, and resurrect as Dulcinea, Albert, precious child of God. And if you get up every morning and say that, you have a better chance of being able to live integrity as who you are than having the ego run the show. Very good. And that the experience, the five-day intensive, Sedona intensive experience, really gives the opportunity for people to challenge their unconscious roles and beliefs that help sustain the ego and keep them from living that authentic life. That's very true. Absolutely so case. I really want to promote that. So anybody who is interested in, in seeking out an authentic path and where do they begin, the five-day Sedona Intensive would be a wonderful opportunity. You can find more information at www.sedonaintensive.com. And let me also tell people who are listening, there are several things that we do. Um, kind of as a prerequisite is what we would call an evaluation to make sure somebody's ready. So they, they're required to have a one-hour astrointuitive session with me by telephone. They send a photograph. Uh, they make arrangements with the office. And then if they're ready, we set them up. If they're not, I will chart-wise tell them you might be readier in six months or a year. Also, once we start the process, if people say, is there any alternative to being able to work up to that, uh, whether it's the cost factor or the timing of not being as ready. We do what we call extended sessions. I do that with a lot of people where they have one hour a week with me by telephone. We tape it. We do a CD. And, uh, and I have a lot of people doing that now. And then, like the woman here now, she's been working by phone once a week for six months. A woman's coming in two weeks. She works six months, once a week, uh, for six months, and now they're ready to just zoom through this program. It makes a big, deal, big, big difference. But we do also want to say this. On the website, as you said, www.sedonaintensive.com, on the home page, there is the Sedona, I mean, excuse me, the Light Foundation Scholarship Fund. And... If you hit the button, you know, you put your cursor on it and hit it, the the application form will come up. You print it out, send it in. You have to have a very strong financial need, and they don't give a full scholarship. But that's another way to be able to avail yourself of what we offer here. 
That's a wonderful offering, and thank you for mentioning that. I think it's important that all human beings have the opportunity to overcome their emotional barriers and self-imposed limitations. So it's fantastic that you can help facilitate that through that scholarship. Well, you know, the thing that I have to say to you is this. We're living in very treacherous times, although, as I say, I'm a troublemaker. I don't think they're treacherous at all. I think this is what I've been waiting for many lifetimes because we have the greatest opportunity for a man to turn to the God within himself because life outside of himself, the world that ego created, is failing him. You know, people today, I've had five people tell me, oh, the price of gas. And I tell them, well, in London 25 years ago, my friends were paying $455 a liter. And now in Europe it's $9. Americans have been very, very spoiled. You know, I do believe that the underpinning of this country, as we know from the pilgrims, was uh, they say religious freedom. I still believe it was spiritual. And I believe that the highest vibrations on the planet Earth today, a lot of them, most of them, are in the United States. It's because of the opportunity to be free for God to express himself through us. But I feel this is a great, 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 great opportunity. Uh, everybody's saying, mea culpa, the sky is falling. And I'm saying, hallelujah, 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 because we're living in great times. Because I will tell you, for a lot of people, there's no place to go but up, meaning to the high self. Yes, and how do you recommend then someone who who is beginning to acknowledge that to communicate with their higher self? Well, first of all, there are two things that I always say. I think to, to find someone like what we do, and we're not the only ones that do it, although I will tell you that I think intuition without the guidance of astrology or astrology without the guidance of intuition, I think somebody's wasting their time and money. And the second thing, so I think having your chart done is brilliant. The second thing I find is that if you can find someone to take you to a deep place, to be regressed by someone who is brilliant, and I think Diane Bradshaw, who operates out of Sedona in Phoenix, is one of those a hypnotist and past life regressionist. But I think that, I think to learn to meditate, uh, if people want to get the book, I mean, I think I told you this earlier that, you know, for shipping and handling until these books are gone that we published, uh, if they go to the website, for, I think it's $5.95, you'll get a $25 book, you know, as long as they last. But in there, there's a whole uh, section on how to uh, seek your higher self. I'll give a few tidbits here that if you will uh, meditate the same time every day so that your high self will know that you're going to mean business about this, and then if you will listen to hear uh, what name you're given. And I was asked once why my high self, my God part, called himself Paul, and Paul told me it was to humanize uh, the, ab the aspect of God because so many of us grow up with the fear. I mean, traditional Christians did. I know I did. You grow up with a lot of fear about what God's going to do to you if you don't do this and you don't do that. You know, in Signs and Wonders, I write about that, that I had to learn to self-legislate. I think the church, the state, and even science have robbed us from the great miracle and the great possibilities that lie within each of us. Yes, yes, I can't agree more. The programming of the illusion that we could be separate from God and need a middleman or a mediator to get there. So I want to reiterate that you can get a free copy of your Not Who You Think You Are, a blueprint for retrieving your authentic self on the website at www.sedonaintensive.com for anybody who's looking for further communication with their higher self or any aspect of what we're talking tonight. There will be a small fee for shipping and handling, and that's because the book will be republished this December of 2008 
by a well-known publisher, and that is very exciting. So I want to look at why is forgiveness so important during this process of becoming authentic? Well, listen, forgiveness is like, I mean, I remember as a child, uh, I would say, Mommy, I, I'm really sorry that I did that. And she, she would say to me, Son, I'd like for you, rather than to be sorry, I'd rather you change your behavior. So in the program that I do, there's a, this woman tonight is writing forgiveness letters to give to me tomorrow. Forgiveness really separates you out from, I mean, it's the high self, it's the authentic self who will have the humility to seek forgiveness from people that one has harmed. And, you know, even when you think other people have harmed you, the common denominator in all those harms is you. So if you are able to humble yourself and seek forgiveness from others, uh, it always opens the door for the other person to want to heal it too. But uh, forgiveness uh, really is kind of a precursor or a prerequisite for the reappearance of the authentic self. So forgiveness is huge. It really humbles you. It takes you to the voice box of God, the still small voice, the spokesperson of God. And uh, there's a whole redemption that occurs through forgiveness. How have you used the universal law of attraction to create this phenomenal experience beginning from the Sedona Intensive to the publication of your first book to Signs and Wonders to your latest book, You're Not Who You Think You Are, and the manifestation of this latest book being published by Simon & Schuster this December? How have you done that? How has the law of attraction been in your favor to create that, and how have you really worked with it? Okay, that's a very interesting question because I tell people the law of attraction. You know, I have to distill things down because people think Southerners are dumb, but we're not. We just talk slow and whatever. But um, I say the law of attraction means you get what you deserve. Now, even before I got sober, I will absolutely guarantee the listener this. I could be nine-tenths done and ready to jump and like Kierkegaard's blind leap in faith, there was uh, there was a, an angel there giving me a job, helping me get through a test, uh, getting me to get in the car and move across the country. And my cousin, this happened when I moved from Alabama to California, Los Angeles. My cousin was an artist there, and he let me crash in his apartment. And I mean, just one thing leads to another. I think that in a way. This is really how God is working in people's lives. I mean, why does somebody marry the person that they do? The law of attraction. Why is it that I would have come to Sedona? I was in a Dick Supton uh, reincarnation seminar in Long Beach, California, about four months before I moved here. And when he said Sedona, I mean, things were just, so um, wild, uh, I couldn't even believe it that I nearly came out of my skin. And what happened was um, that was me becoming aware and being drunk. So I went to Seattle, did a show. A woman in Phoenix saw it. She brought me over to Phoenix. They brought me up to Sedona. Wham! And I met a couple that said, come back and visit. And four months later, I moved into their house from California I'm following the magnet, the Geiger counter, the 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 dowser from the sky. And, um, I mean, I'm going to tell you a quick story that's just unbelievable. In my lowest point, uh, a broker, real estate broker in California, had an alcoholic hepatitis, and he brought me some real estate books. He sent me to real estate school, and I said, Bill Randy, you've lost your cotton-picking mind. Well, wouldn't you know? I went to the Corrado Academy of Perception. I was kind of the star student. He taught us how to see people on the elevator of your inner world. And um, a few days later, I mean like three days later, I saw a property. The next day I met an actor. He fell over my foot in a restaurant. And three months later, uh, he had bought that property 
a, a wild and crazy story, John Travolta, the actor. And the weird thing about all that is I'm absolutely convinced that John Travolta and I had known each other in another life. And because we're in a fairy book kind of life anyway, I think he said, one day I'll see you again, like maybe my parents did, my friends, my enemies, my whatever. But I feel that we've got this internal Geiger counter. If you know how to loosen up from the dominion of the ego, you can go where the law of attraction wants you to go. And that's why so many of us, like I did when drinking, made a lot of poor choices. But that that principle operates sober or not. I hate to say that in case people need to stop drinking. I don't see any value in alcohol, cigarettes, whatever. But I, I feel like that we get to where we need to go because we're like having a, a magnetic line, like ley lines, but they're within us and our consciousness, and they move us to where we need to be to open up to those we need to open up to. Very well put. I, I can say that that's been very true for my own existence. The law of attraction has definitely maneuvered me through through my journey and on many paths and always being in the right place at the right time. And, <laughs> and I'm writing a book and I'm writing the same sort of sequential events where I just show up and there's the next step in front of me and it's like, okay, here's another synchronicity or sign and the law of attraction is supporting it. It's a good thing. <laughs> So how did you arrive so clearly at the authentic perspective in the book, You're Not Who You Think You Are? Well, all right, now this is interesting. You know, I really like you a lot. I can't believe we haven't met because you know what I know. I will tell you what happens. You know that Ruth Montgomery made automatic writing very popular? Well, I think that I stumbled onto automatic talking. And I can tell you that when I would stand to lecture, and I do a lot of that, or do TV or radio shows like this one, or working with my clients, I used to say, you know what? If I could just get the real you to show up, you're not who you think you are. I would say that for 20 years. Went to my guru. You know, I'm a Vedantist, Swami Swahananda, going to his 87th birthday in a week or two. Anyway, I went to him one day, and I said, Swami, Somebody said something terrible about me, and my Sanskrit name is Ramapriya. He said, Ramapriya, tell me what he said. And I told him this story. It took me 30 minutes to get out, and he said this, Ramapriya, time to time I hear you say you're not who you think you are. Perhaps you're not who he thinks you are either. And I left, and I was, you know, saved for the day. So it's like automatic talking. It's in the brain. It gets to the tongue, and you say it. You know, I've always said there's nothing original under the sun, and that anybody that writes, whether it's a play, a movie, music, whatever, we have our antennas up, and the people from over there where the master of everything is, the master switchers are, they say, oh, look at that Albert down there. You know what? He's had so many pitfalls in his life, but that boy knows how to get that message out there. Let's just put it on his tuning fork. That's how I write books. That's how I help my clients. That's how I'm on the radio tonight. That's what I'm all about. I'm just Charlie McCarthy's dummy. Whatever they're putting in my mind and to my automatic tongue, that's what I do. Well, you're doing a great job. Keep up the great work. <laughs> well, we're talking. We're talking with Albert Clayton Golden tonight. You can find him on the web at www.sedonaintensive.com. He has a monthly newsletter, some great links to explore. You can look up his events, the past events, and the upcoming events. You can also get a free copy of the latest book we're discussing, You're Not Who You Think You Are, A Blueprint for Retrieving Your Authentic Self. We've also integrated some of the main themes coming from his last book, Signs and Wonders, Understanding the Language of God, 
which focuses on signs, symbols, wonders, coincidences, all forms of communication from God, which is a direct line. There is no mediator. There does not need to be a mediator. We all deserve to pick up the phone and bring it right up to the source of all creation. So that's a wonderful, wonderful gift that we are offering here and can lead you on the path of authenticity. Now what I want to say about that book is that book came about because I was going around saying, is anybody ever going to get it? And they would say, get what? And I would say, listen, all right, I said, Let me, let's do Higher Consciousness 101. I don't care who wins the ball game. I don't care whether this movie floats or, or bombs. I don't care whether Wall Street goes up or down and stays still. What I do care about is am I doing what God brought me back to the earth to do when I could stop being under the dominion of the ego and find my authentic self and the mission. You know, it's kind of like Mission Impossible, that old television uh, series where, if you know, they'd go in the phone booth and they'd say, if you accept this assignment, well, that's what I tell my clients. We're all on assignment. And, you know, some of us are closer to, you know, finding the the conundrum and solving it than others. But, I mean, it's not about what the ego can entice you with. Look, we go, oh, do you think that guy is great looking, that woman is beautiful? What about all that money? What about that stock market? What about this? What about that? And the ego is just having a field day thinking, when are those dummies ever going to get the fact that when you die at the moment of death, you have to go back over there and you have to be go through a detoxification thing because you you might have just fallen hook, line, and sinker for the deception of the ego. So I'm more interested in being on the radio with you because you know who you are and you're going where you're supposed to be going. I'm thinking, God, how did I get so lucky to be asked tonight to do this? But can I tell you something? If somebody says to me, oh, we're having this big party at the Waldorf in New York, and everybody who's anybody's going to be there, and we're sending our jet for you, guess what I say? Count me out like Louis B. Mayer, because I don't <laughs> want that nonsense. Listen, yes. I have an ego that can, you know, I just lost a lot of weight, went to Pritikin. Uh, we ought to mention them because... They're a godsend, Pritikin Longevity Center and Spy in uh, Aventura, Florida. Well, they asked me to bring the program Food is Addiction. Well, I had had some medical problems and gained weight, wasn't going to the gym. So I stood up before those people and I said, listen, I know you wonder why they had me come down here when I need to lose this weight. And the ladies, because it was all ladies, they said, no, if you had been skinny, we'd have run you out because we know you're, you're trying to share with us. Well, that's three and a half weeks ago. I've lost 20 pounds. But listen to me. I, before I had this show tonight, I ate Pritikin food, which I get. I'm going to do this for a while. And I go to the gym, and I say, God help me not reach for the Big Mac or the Diet Coke or the big old dessert, you know, because I have the moon and Taurus. We'll eat anything that won't eat us. So, uh-huh. but, the, but the whole thing is... I constantly have to be a guardian at the gate to my ego, and I constantly have to say to it, are you a devil who chases me or an angel has come to help me? Yes, and we, we, all, we all face that no matter where we're at on the path, and I think the moment that we stop facing that, we're no longer in a physical body. <laughs> listen, you know, listen to me. This is why I like this the, uh, evolution revolution. I thought when I saw that, I thought, well, you know, where did she get that, which I loved. But the thing is, we're just being two human beings saying, get on the ship of fools and we'll try to get to safety on the other side. But I tell you, what happens, and I want to say this, is full disclosure. I think, and I just said this to Sarah McLean tonight, the spiritual movement is under major revolution because there are a lot of people who are leading it who have fallen into the trap of big pieces of stuff and big bucks. I'm not saying we don't, we don't deserve to make the money we make and whatever, but I'll tell you, 
the minute you start acting like you're a rock star, counts mm-hmm. out. Do you understand? Well, I fully the, understand. The new book that they've done at Simon & Schuster, everybody, I'm telling you, even if we, you, you send and you get this one for, I think it's 598 shipping and handling, boy, when the new one comes out, get it, because it is the absolute spellbinding book. Remember, a great editor makes a writer a lot better than they are because they're objective, they're distilling the information, they're presenting it in a far more brilliant manner. And they've put kind of a fun cover on it. It's just going to be a great, great experience for people. I'm very excited about that. That will be fun. Authenticity is a most divine expression of the true highest version of who you are and who you have always been. The path to arrive at the genuine aspect of self is not always a smooth ride, but the aspects of who you are not and never were will fall away like the outer protective layer of a lustrous crystal only to reveal the divine inner beauty of the infinite light being that radiates so clear and so bright that it can transform your inner world, outer experience, and the larger script of humanity. Begin today to acknowledge and receive the loving signs, wonders, and synchronicities of the universe and trust the path that will lead you within to the eternal flame of your soul that has been waiting to shine. The time is now. Coming up next week on June 5th will be Daniel Condren from the School of Metaphysics and his enlightened consciousness with the book The Emptiness Sutra and the second book The Secret Code of Revelation. On June 12th, Karen Sawyer from the Wales in the UK will be appearing with her amazing compilations of wonderful spiritual leaders in her book, Soul Companions. On June 19th, Dr. Susan Carroll will be reappearing on Evolution Revolution to discuss Volume 2 of Becoming One, People, and Planet, a revolutionary look at the interconnectedness between planet and man. Coming up on June 26th, Michael Skoransky will be appearing with his emotionally evoking true story about intimate love, a spiritual course together, mastering relationship challenges, and facing cancer within the dynamic in his heart-touching and inspiring book, Unforgettable, A Love and Spiritual Growth Story. In July, you can look forward to Evo Dominguez Jr. with his valuable and highly insightful book, Spirit Speak, Knowing and Understanding Spirit Guides, Ancestors, Ghosts, Angels, and the Divine on July 10th. On July 17th, the captivating book Medicine Dance, a powerful look into a woman's healing journey in the world of Native American sweat lodges, drumming meditations, and dance fasts as she faced overcoming a major health obstacle. On July 31st, Chrissy Blaze will be reappearing to discuss her wonderful book, Power Prayer, that she co-wrote with Gary Blaze with a foreword written by Marianne Williamson. Please join us. Coming up in August, on August 7th, the most accurate medium, psychic, and enlightened author, Jock Brokus, with his wonderful and powerful wisdom, professional expertise, and a well-rounded personal portrait emphasizing the importance of the intuitive gift in this modern-day existence that lies inherent deep within each human being in his latest book release, Powers of the Sixth Sense. You can purchase Jock Broca's book and all of our author's books at www.amazon.com. Please join me in the upcoming weeks on the new revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution. Additionally, please explore the Evolution Revolution archive shows with inspirational authors that can be found at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. Under the Evolution Revolution tab in the blue media player box under past episodes, or also can be found by clicking the link under the header Previous Evolution Revolution Shows. The archive shows are available 24 hours a day to listen, download, at no charge. The archives include amazing, amazing talent such as Dr. Laurel Clark, Gary Zukoff, and Linda Francis. Dr. Adrian Windsor, Chrissy Blaze, Neil Donna Walsh, Taylor Wilshire, Dr. Barbara Condren, Jeff Brown, Dr. Susan Carroll, Anna Maria Hemingway, Charles Virtue, Michael Tamora, Marla Martinson, Michael Brown, Richard Blackstone, David Robert Ord, Megan Skinner, Dr. Lisa Love, Jennifer Weigel, Dr. Betty Youngs, and Paula Marie Jackson. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. 
I am a metaphysical teacher, healer, and spiritual counselor who offers clairvoyant readings via phone, allowing me to connect with people anywhere. Please visit me on my newly created website at www.dulcineasdivinevision.com or at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. There is a clairvoyant reading page on my website to explore, including testimonials from clients and my contact information. A divine and spiritually enlightening experience awaits you. Co-create with Evolution Revolution. We are seeking partners to help Evolution Revolution evolve and expand to even more people across the globe. If you're interested in partnering and supporting the rapid development of Evolution Revolution, please email me on the Contact Us page at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com and let me know of your interest. I look forward to hearing from you about the infinite possibilities to co-create in the highest light with the grandest intentions. Thank you so much for joining Evolution Revolution this evening with my honored guest, Albert Clayton Golden. Thank you so much, Albert, for appearing and sharing your wisdom. This was a great experience for me. Wonderful. And make sure to pick up his book at www.sedonaintensive.com, your free copy, You're Not Who You Think You Are, a blueprint for retrieving your authentic self. And be sure to look forward to his new release of this book in December of 2008 by Simon & Schuster. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the new and revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio. I wish you all abundant peace, joy, miracles, and love today and always. Abundant angel blessings. Good night.